following program is brought to you in living color. In a world of fake news, hidden agendas, and spin, this is the final fortress of free speech. From the last generation Xer, BV Tonight is on 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. Good evening, Albuquerque. It's BV Tonight. Brandon's not here. I'm Fred Slow, sitting in for Brandon Vogt. If you miss him already, well, I mean, you're me, because I miss him too. The ones and twos. My best friend Jeff from my favorite city, St. Louis. Jeff St. Louis, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. How are you, buddy? Tell you what, I feel good. I look good. I'm lying. I'd say I'm fair to Midland at best. I just absolutely lied to you. And, of course, we have to experience a little bit of technical difficulties just right out of the gate. Can hey, you hear me okay? Yeah, we there? sound per- You sound perfect. Excellent. Okay. This, this is as I imagine. That's what you get when you work after hours here at the studio. If you're familiar with my voice or you just can't place it, I host ABQ Central on the weekends over there on the Sports Animal. I do the 8 to 11, Jeff. Sports nice. talk. Sports wow. talk. I know a little bit about sports. Well, you're, you probably know a lot more than me then because I fake it. <laughs> The only skill I got is waking up early and going. That's a good skill to have in radio. Brandon's not here. He deserves a holiday. That's the thing about this profession, especially every four years. You work real hard for like six months, and then everyone takes vacation at the same time. Exactly, yes. So I'm, so they're, hey, sports talk, can you come over? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there, guy. I'll come over. We had a good program tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. Talk politics, obviously. Keep it local when we can. But the thing that will help me most during the program is you, listener, 505-243-3333. Reach out to the program. I'm going to challenge you a couple times. What's the hot bud this week? Jeff, what's the hot bud? What are we going to go over? I think I got it. Tell me. Are you, at your Thanksgiving, are you banning any conversation? Are there any talking points that you're banning for the holidays? Anything you just know? excites the family too much that's what i want from you listener what have you decided to 86 this holiday season what is off limits at family gatherings because hmm. i tell you what the last thing we need at the end of this 2020 is for my family to just dissolve in turkey table arguments speaking of the turkey table dr mark demena is going to join us at or around 6 30 it's the deputy director of the city's environmental health department we're going to tell you exactly what the city thinks you need to do to be safe, exactly what you can do to be lawful. So we're going to have that conversation with Dr. Mark Demena. I'm excited for that because if you're like me, Jeff, you get all your information from the social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have you been to University of Facebook? You know what? I broke, I broke myself of Facebook. I broke myself of Facebook. I am no longer part of the sheeple that are on the Facebook I mean, I'm, I love that in theory. I don't know how I can do it as a talent. <laughs> if I didn't have Facebook, how would I know my own self-worth compared to people I went to high school with 20 years ago? Oh, that's a good thing. That's what about I... that. <laughs> On the flagship tonight, 96.3 News Radio KKOB, sitting in for Brandon Vote. I am Fred Slow. Phone lines are open all night, 505-243-3333. I know with the drive time and the loyal listener, sometimes it's tough. I don't want to call the new guy. What if he berates me? What if he makes fun of me after I hang out? Oh, I tell you what, I'm not going to do that. We got, I got one rule. Tell don't, me. Don't give me your hate speech. Don't call, don't, don't call me and tell me how dumb someone is. Don't call me and tell me how stupid someone is. Now, if what they're doing is those two things, we talk about what they're doing. As long as you don't do, those two, as long as you don't do that, we're great. Give me any opinion you want. I bet you we connect in a lot of ways. I bet you we don't in a lot more. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. The 7 o'clock hour, I'm just as excited about Jeff. It's 7 p.m. My personal friend in real life, but my professional friend, Joel Luevno, is going to join us. He's the campaign manager for Alexis Johnson, who ran for state house rep in Santa Fe. That's District 3 up there. She didn't win. It's tough for Republicans right now. Yeah. She didn't win, but he called me late last week, and he said, hey, man, I need a little bit of help. There's some stuff going on in Socorro. I want to learn a little bit about it. So Coral right now is currently housing 
in their hotel system, and this is happening all across the state, so don't think this is exclusive to Socorro. They're currently housing Navajo Nation individuals with COVID-19 positive diagnosis. So their mayor, Ravi Bashir, B-A-S-K-E-R, B-A-S-H-K-E-R, there was a lot of uh, turmoil at the beginning of this process. There was barricades and there were standoffs and they weren't letting them in and it was... This was not love thy neighbor by any means. So Joel's going to come on at 7 o'clock. He's going to paint the picture for us. And then immediately after that, the mayor of Socorro, Ravi Boschker, is going to call the program. And we're going to be as transparent as possible. Because I got this story from social media, and I don't know what's true. So we're going to figure that out. So we're going to hit a couple heavy ones as far as it goes local. We're going to hear from the listener, 505-243-3333. Phone lines are open all night. I can't think of anything off limits right now. We're going to grab traffic after that. Brandon. No, Brandon's not here. I'm Fred Slow. Five short minutes away from Dr. Mark DeMena, Deputy Director of the City's Environmental Health Department. We're talking about Thanksgiving expectations, what you can and cannot do with your family. Been taking calls the whole first half an hour on the Socorro story. We're going to have Ravi Basker on, the mayor of Socorro. Talk about that in the second hour. It's a whole other world over here. It's a whole other world. You're moving on up. No one even <laughs> wants to talk about the Steelers. America's team. America. Lynn Wood today, did you see him? No. Said, he said, don't go out and vote. What? <laughs> He said, don't worry, Georgia. Don't worry about the runoff. What are you doing, Lynn? I'm mostly excited to talk to Dr. Mark DeMinna because I know people are going to have Thanksgiving. I know they're going to. You know how I know? Because they're at the grocery store. I see them lined up outside of it. They're not buying all that stuff for themselves. No. People love lines, too. I don't know why that is a thing. People see a line, they want to get in it. They don't even know what it's for. I live, I'll tell you what, I'll be real transparent, listener. I live over by a Sam's Club. I live right behind one. I drive past it. Never am I like, oh, I should go and get in that line. Because it wraps around the building. They have have built in the front of these warehouses, Sam's Club, Costco. Name your other ones. They have built in front of them a serpentine maze-like pattern out of pallets, like Chet pallets, like the blue pallets that like your wife or girlfriend wants for her Pinterest project. And people just stand there. They stand in the line. Here, you know where you can go? The bodega? I went to Silver Street Market before yeah. for dinner tonight before I came in. I waited zero seconds. Go to your Albertsons. Go to Shamrock. Go to, go to wherever you got to go. Stand spend, that, spend the extra 10 cents, you know? And yeah. Go to Lowe's. Exactly. Just spend the extra dough. Your time is worth something, people. We're about to take a call from Dr. Dark, uh, excuse me, Mark Demena, but I want your call on your, on your worst line story, 505-243-3333. Give us a call. Let me know. What are you standing in line for? And right now there's like... Not what you want at the grocery. And breaking news, listener, if you didn't take the turkey out of the freezer last night, it's not going to be ready. You're in a bad way. (laughs) You done screwed it up. You done screwed up. Thanksgiving. Reaching out to Mark momentarily. We're going to get him on the program. Dr. Mark DeMena, Deputy Director of the City's Environmental Health Department. We're going to ask him about the city's guidelines on gathering the holiday Brandon's off this week so we're gonna have some fun with the we're gonna have some fun with it I'll be here tonight I'll be here tomorrow I believe Wednesday Strauss in the morning but in the evening and then catch Rob Portnoy Thursday night bringing you Lobo action a little Thanksgiving treat from the Lobos we're gonna go to traffic and when we get back Dr. Mark Demena. 96.3 News Radio KKOB. We're back on BV tonight. 
more breaking than Michigan, finalizing their vote. Brandon's not here. I'm Fred Slow. You know me from the weekends. You know me from the morning. And you know, whenever I need to know something, I go to an expert. So we went to Dr. Dart, or excuse me, Dr. Mark Demina, the deputy director of the city's environmental health department. And he's joining us to talk about the city's expectations for the Thanksgiving holiday, what you should do, and I guess legally what you can do. Good evening, Dr. Mark. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Doing well, friend. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for reaching out to the listener. So our question is, because we read on social media what we can and can't do allegedly, but I don't really know. Mark, if I can call you Mark, what is safe this holiday season? What's the recommendation of the city? And how can we help the listener do it correctly? Well, um, the city's going with, um, as we have been throughout the pandemic, we're going with what CDC recommends. And we are also trying to make sure that what we're recommending, what we're asking people to do is compliant with the governor's public health order, um, which I think is, is very much centered on what ought to be happening right now. Um, so first and foremost, you know, any kind of gathering that's with people outside of your immediate household, and we're talking about gatherings of five or more people, continues to be um, against the, the terms of the public health order. So uh, as difficult as it is to ask people not to do you know, what is a very important holiday to all of us and what has been a very difficult year, that's exactly what we are asking people to do is celebrate at home with members of your own household don't have get-togethers and especially don't have larger get-togethers that bring a lot of different households together because we're in a very, very critical, very dangerous time with the pandemic. What is the response you've seen to these suggestions? Are, are people willingly adhering? Are you, get, are you seeing a lot of opposition? Do you have the pulse of the city on how this holiday season is going to go? Yeah, unfortunately, I think we have a pretty good sense of what the pulse is and, and to be very... Um, I guess, scientific and overview about it, you can look at the numbers and you can see what the the pulse of the city and the pulse of the nation and really in some ways the pulse of the world is. You know, this idea of COVID COVID fatigue has really become widespread and that's really where a lot of people are at. Everyone was very willing to, you know, stay at home, kind of locked down a bit at the beginning of this, but it's just gone on for so long and it's been in our lives so much every day that people are starting to get frustrated with it. People are starting to kind of want to push back against these things. And in many cases, it's people that absolutely understand the risk. They understand the danger of it. They understand how important this is, but they just feel like they're over it. Uh, And the really unfortunate thing about that, um, as easy as it can be to understand, I think we all feel it a little bit, is this is the most important time for people to really hold off. You know, we we did a great job here in New Mexico and in many other parts of the country of, of flattening the curve and keeping transmission where it needed to be early on. But as we've gotten more complacent, we've gotten more relaxed about that. We've seen just these skyrocketing rates of transmission, huge numbers of cases, um, over a million cases in the last week in the U.S. Last week in the Albuquerque, Bernalillo County area, there were 5,000 new cases. So I mean, we're really just in this very, very peak period of transmission. The, the danger has never been higher, and it's never been more important to, to follow through on these recommendations. So, yeah, we see people are frustrated. We know a lot of people want to kind of blow off this guidance for the holidays, but it's absolutely critical not to. Dr. Mark Demena, Deputy Director of the City's Environmental Health Department. You were talking about the rate of transmission. You were talking about how it's, well, just unacceptably higher than where it needs to be. I read before I took the air tonight that currently in the United States of America, there's 85,000 hospital, hospitalized cases of COVID-19. When do you get to the point where you say there's just no more room? Is New Mexico at that point? Is Albuquerque proper at that point? We are right at that tipping point right now. And we've heard the hospital um, uh, higher-ups talking about that in the media the last couple of weeks. You know, every day it's become a little more dire. It's just dozens and dozens more people are requiring hospitalization, requiring those ventilators. New Mexico doesn't have a really high um, proportion of uh, ICU beds or ventilators or hospital resources for our population to begin with. So we've always been in a very kind of sensitive, very precarious uh, situation, but we are at that point now where the hospitals are already full. There are already too many people for them to uh, operate at their normal levels. So they're starting to have to, you know, draw in other resources and find ways to shift things around. 
But you can only do that for a very short period of time. And with the acceleration of new cases coming in every day, we're days away from where the hospitals are going to have to start choosing who they can treat and who they can't and who's going to be sort of just downgraded to, you know, sitting in the, the waiting room waiting because there just aren't beds or resources available. And that is that sounds like an inconvenience when you just talk about it you know, conversation like this, but if you really think about what's involved in that and having to decide who gets levels of care, it's a it's a nightmarish situation that we are just not accustomed to thinking about in this country. And that's really what we want people to get their heads around because that's exactly what we're talking about here in the local area, here in New Mexico and really nationally, you're gonna start seeing a lot more of that stuff be what people are talking about. And it's a terrifying situation. But Mark, but Dr. Mark, I'm invincible. I don't have any symptoms. There's no problem whatsoever if I go around people. I'm I'm the exception to the rule. Mark, what kind of like falsities are people adopting that make them believe that it's going to be okay for them to be the exception? Can you point out some of the things that the listener might be naive about? Sure. And I think I think first and foremost there's just this sense that a lot of this isn't real. And I'm not talking about the people that think it's a hoax because there are certainly lots of people that feel that as well. And, you know, there are lots of families that are grieving their losses right now that I would think would say otherwise. Um, and it's, un- it's unfortunate that that's been perpetuated. But um, it's just very hard for us to conceive of something like this. The last time the human race faced a pandemic of this scale was the Spanish flu, and the vast majority of us weren't born yet. Uh, and in many cases, our parents weren't born yet. Um, so it's just it's just something we can't really conceive of. Um, but on top of that, people have been hearing since, you know, the very beginning of this, this was a disease that largely affected, you know, the elderly. A lot of what we're seeing reported in the media is that, you know, the people that are dying are the ones with underlying conditions. They were sick to begin with or they were very old to begin with. And while there are some disproportionate rates of very serious disease and death in those groups, this is a, a virus that can hurt anybody. The seriousness of the disease affects all ages. You know, here in, in New Mexico, we've just in the last couple of weeks seen a couple of um, children, you know, that were barely above the age of 10 that have died from the complications of COVID. And we've seen more and more people reported. And when you start kind of counting how many there are, you're talking about people in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s that really didn't have that serious of uh, health situations in the first place to where they should have died from this. So so that's a, absolutely a falsehood that this is something that just affects the very old. This can really take a bad turn for anybody. And we still don't know everything there is to know about how the disease can progress. So you could think that you're indestructible and think this isn't going to affect you and end up becoming a lot sicker than you think and, and be wishing you'd made different choices when you're lying there in your final hours in your deathbed. But the bigger issue with that is that people have that sense that it's really just about me. I'm not going to get sick or I'm doing the things that I need to do to protect myself. So why should I be worried? I'm just going to go ahead and go out to dinner or go to the bar or whatever they want to do. Just go out in public or have these gatherings or have Thanksgiving with the big family. And really what it is, is it's about as long as there's this high transmission, as long as there's this much pressure on us, we're going to have to continue to have things closed and our economy is going to suffer and our society is going to suffer. And on top of that, the people who aren't invulnerable, who are more likely to get sick, are going to continue to be at higher and higher levels of risk. And it's at the point now where it's very unsafe even just to go out and do certain things, just to go out into public places because the transmission pressure is so high. So some of it is just that people need to make a sacrifice in what they think that they can sustain for the greater good. Doctor, I would like to hold you over for a minute. We're going to go to traffic. When we get back, I want to ask you about long haulers specifically. 96.3 96.3 News Radio KKOV. We're back on BV tonight. Joining us is Dr. Mark Demena. Dr. Mark, you were speaking about the hidden dangers of COVID-19. You were speaking about getting together and, and maybe having a sense of safety that's not actually there. I haven't heard the conversation enough. Can you talk a little bit about long haulers and maybe some of the the, the lingering effects of what could happen to, to anyone with this disease. Yeah, that's one of the scary things about about this virus, about COVID, as we are still trying to understand more about it. And remember, we haven't even known about this virus for a full year yet. And some of these other things that, you, that we talk about with things like flu or West Nile virus, we've known for years and years and we have a better handle on them. So what we're starting to see more and more in the medical literature and, and, and uh, clinical outcomes is patients that are not really getting over COVID 
you know, they've, they've survived it. Um, you know, they, they didn't die from it. They didn't, you know, have like a long-term hospitalization even necessarily. But the, the symptoms have kind of evolved and they stay with them over a long period of time. Um, and they just don't ever really seem to completely recover. Some of those symptoms actually evolve and become different types of symptoms, you know, and some types of things that people can imagine would be very debilitating over the long term, like constant fatigue. Or uh, one of the big ones that people are talking about is a brain fog, where it's just impossible to concentrate or really kind of even form thoughts or form sentences. No way. Um, you know, those long-term impacts, we don't really understand yet how long they will last or how severe they might become. We don't even really know exactly what's caused. Them seems to just be the immune system continuing on with this, but it doesn't have to be about somebody saying, I can survive this, I'm young and healthy. I mean, you don't want to take the rest of your life into consideration not knowing what this long haul is going to feel like. Um, and there are there's tons and tons of symptoms with this virus that we don't fully understand yet, but it just has a lot wider range of things that it's causing than just coughing and ending up on a ventilator. Dr. Mark, give me an example, if you can of what an ideal Thanksgiving gathering is this year. Give me an example, if you can, of not just how you're doing it, but what would be the safest expectation for the listener. The absolute safest thing, and as I said, it's in line with, you know, this is what the city's asking for, it's what the state is asking for, and it's based on CDC's guidelines. Have a small, quiet Thanksgiving with members of your own household. This is the people you live with and interact with every day, whether it's your immediate family, your spouse, your have you your roommates um, or just people that you that you share you know rented space with or whatever else people that are already interacting with every day and that you actually have an idea what their behavior is like so you know that they're taking precautions all the time even on top of that we all have to go out once in a while we have things that we have to do away from the house we don't want people to do that there are still needs in the world life has to go on so we still want people taking those precautions, even with ha- members of the household. So masks when you're not actually eating. Store your mask carefully someplace it won't get germed when you're not uh, wearing it. Stay far apart from each other. Definitely avoid those high-risk activities even in the house that we're hearing people talk about, like shouting or singing, uh, anything that's projecting a lot of respiratory droplets around the room. We do realize that there are going to be some people that just absolutely feel like they have to have a multiple household get-together. Be aware you might have APD knocking on your door because it's enforceable under the public health order. If you feel like you have to do something like that anyway, just please keep it to an absolute minimum and practice all of those safe behaviors of spacing out, wearing a mask, just keeping everything as safe and controlled as possible. We really have to, as a, as a community, we have to get this under control. I am a prepare for the worst, hope for the best type of guy. I need some help, though. If Albuquerquean, if New Mexican, spends this Thanksgiving the exact same way that they spent last Thanksgiving, what is the worst-case scenario for 505er? What is the worst-case scenario right now after this holiday? For, for the individual Albuquerquean, for the individual 505er, look around the table as you're having Thanksgiving if you decide to get together with people outside your household and identify that some of those people may not be here for Christmas or they may not be here for Thanksgiving next year. Worst case scenario is you you may very well lose someone in your family from taking the the short-term gain of having the holiday now instead of making the sacrifice. As dire, as scary, as unpleasant as that sounds, that's the real risk. For us as a community, for the larger group of us, the the real problem beyond the individuals that we may lose is that the hospitals are already overwhelmed. And this is guaranteed to be a super spreader event if people don't take it very seriously. We are gonna have a lot more cases, a lot more hospitalizations, a lot more pressure on the hospitals to make choices about who can get treated and who can't if we get to that point. We hear the good news that's coming out about a vaccine hopefully being around the corner. You know, we're all keeping our fingers crossed. That's the outcome that we've all been hoping for and we definitely need some hope. But that's still a long ways off for us. The average person won't likely be able to get a vaccine until sometime like next spring. So we have to continue to make those sacrifices. We can't afford to have this much intensity of transmission going on at this time. We have to make sacrifices today. Dr. Mark Demena, the Deputy Director for the City's Environmental Health Department. Thank you for giving us 20 strong minutes there. Oh, my gosh, time flies. Vital <laughs> and important. Uh, important Anything we missed? Anything you want to make sure we make effort for the listener to hear before I cut you loose? Uh, 
No, I think uh, I think if people you know aren't hearing it from me, um, there's plenty of good information out there from trusted sources. You know, read it yourself. Really understand what's at stake with this stuff, and, and understand that we make some sacrifices this year for a little while longer, and then we can still have the people we love around next year. Doctor, thank you so very much. Thank you. Ooh, Jeff. Sometimes it's hard to do important things. That was important. Yeah, it was. It's hard to hear, right? It is. It's what you want versus what you need. That's exactly right. We're about five short minutes away from Joel Luevano. We're going to talk about Socorro. I'm obsessed with this story. We're going to talk about Socorro when we get back from the break. Are we done with weather and traffic? Are we still doing that? No. Uh, next hour, we're, we're not going to do any weather or traffic. Just news. Just just the listener gets me? That's it. Oh, sorry, listener. 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. It's BV tonight. Brandon's not here. I'm Fred Slow. You're familiar with my voice because you listen to ABQ Central on the weekends over there on the Sports Animal. Got an interesting story in the New Mexico world, and it was brought to my attention by my friend in real life and political to-doer, political consultant, campaign manager. Uh, 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 well, I got no more accolades. Yeah, that sounds about right. But Joel Loeveno is joining me live in the studio. We'll talk a little bit about this Socorro story. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on just south of the city here. Right. Joel, you called me late last week. Mm-hmm, as you, I often do. Yes, daily even, mm-hmm, multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Yeah. And you said to me, hey, Fred, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a thing or not. I don't know if it's appropriate for sports talk, but there's like strange things afoot at the Circle K in Socorro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, There's there's been some like uh, some rumors going around and just some people, seems like a lot of people want questions to a lot of answers yeah really what it comes down to i don't think anyone's really being vindictive or anything it's no just, you just hear gossip and it's like well what's what's going on right oh, you're you talking know, about scuttlebutt our, yeah yeah the scuttlebutt that's yeah my, that's my word i should have opened with that yeah. you and you did not i know so it's yours now um so yeah so there's so um d- um basically in socorro there's um a hotel that is has offered services to do uh Quarantining for people that have COVID, COVID cases yes. from Navajo Nation. and um, Which that is not unique to Socorro. That's happening all over the state. Right. Correct. Right. And um, so kind of what was being said, heard or said on the streets, you know, so to speak, if you want to call it streets. Yes. Uh, Facebook that, streets. Yeah. Yeah. That there is a there's a hotel being barricaded, not letting these COVID cases uh, go into this motel hotel. Right? Okay. This would have been a week ago. Yeah, what? about a week ago. Okay. And and, and so there, the literal words were barricade, which I don't, I didn't see any photos or I don't know if it was police or whatever. We had a caller in the first hour, Will, and he said actual fences constructed. Fences constructed. That is what he said. Right. I'm a seer, not a believer. Right. But I don't believe he would call without seeing it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the questions. It's like, well, we're in New Mexico, and if these COVID cases are in New Mexico, then first off, why can't they? That's some questions. Like, well, why can't they quarantine here? They got to quarantine somewhere. Sure, right. but I, I saw how quick Wex put up a pavilion mm-hmm. to eat outside, so I'm not surprised about this. Right, one of those. Uh, let's uh, set up a. We're going to eat outside inside. Yes, situation. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and so then uh, there's a lot more that I guess the more you start looking at this particular situation, the the plot thickens, so to speak, um, where it's like there was words that this hotel was. Well, I think you said that some people are saying the hotel was owned by the mayor. Correct. And then some people are like, no, it's not owned by the mayor. And that's why. And so anyway. So then there's all these other questions. Coming. And allegations. Allegations. Yes. So we reached out this afternoon to Robbie Basker, the mayor mm-hmm. of Socorro, who's going to join us. Honorable. The honorable. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. He's going to join us. He's also a medical professional. Mm-hmm. So he's familiar with COVID-19 and the severity of it. Mm-hmm. But we're going to reach out to him here in just a few minutes to kind of you know, just clear the air, clear the water, right? Because right. the last thing we need during this holiday season is this turmoil. Contention. Yes. And normally I don't take social media outrage to a story length. But the impact on this was vast, wide, and heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think the best opportunity is to use the platform that we're so afforded mm-hmm. by KKOB. By the way, 505-243-3333. Mm-hmm. We are talking the Socorro story for the better part of this hour. To reach out to the Honorable Ravi Bhaskar to just figure out what's going on. Right. And, uh, you know, just, and, you know, there's a lot, a lot of businesses are hurting, you know, and so there's that dynamic of like, well, these businesses are trying to make a living, you know, and then they're trying to help people. So anyway, it's, it's a, it's, the plot has thickened. What, it, what is a frustrating aspect to me is that you have an opportunity to do so well to help others, right? So let's say that, and what's the name of the group working with Navajo Nation? What is the name of them? Uh, I believe it is P-A-E. Um, I'll double check that. I believe you're correct. But um, they handle, they're the ones that are handling all the logistics, um, being basically an outsourcer. Logistics professional to handle a lot of the things. Nation. I think these two groups, Navajo Nation and P-A-E, as we're offering the mayor of Socorro right now, the Honorable Robbie Basker. Mm-hmm. These two organizations, my understanding, it could have just been a communication issue. Well, yeah, the, you know, so kind of where the rumors start flying around is like, well, did they contact the mayor and not get the traction they needed to and then just went around and took matters in their own hands? Or did they not even know they had to make their because we're in uncharted waters with all this covid right people there's new rules and new ordinances or new health uh guidelines so to someone just to contact a a hotel motel and say we want to have people here that doesn't seem so weird right but then it's like well there are covid cases now we we can't or whatever so anyway there's a lot of questions like what what there's no precedent no, there is no precedent. Yeah. It's very much figured out as it goes. And the public perception of it could have been insanely different than the professional execution of it. And joining us now on BV Tonight, I am Fred Slow, Joel Luevino, now the Honorable Ravi Bosker, the mayor of Socorro. Ravi, good evening. How are you? Well, I'm fine. How are you? Doing well, my friend. Thank you for peeling away from the Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah. Who's winning? Well, it's 14 to 7 for Tampa Bay. <laughs> the good guy is Tom Brady out in front, which is good. Robbie, thank you yeah. for taking the time. We've uh, we spent part of the first hour in the last 10 minutes here kind of setting the table for the listener on what's going on. Robbie, can, can you give us a little bit of a summary of the last week and what's been going on with your city as it relates to Navajo Nation in this, in this COVID hotel motel situation? Well, Fred, what happened is that uh, a week ago, actually today, we had a group of people that work for Navajo Nation set up a hotel or motel at the Days Inn to accept COVID-positive people from part of the Navajo reservation, which is called Alamo, is about 65 miles away from us. But they did not let the city officials know that they were going to do that. And so when I found out about it Monday morning last week, you know, it kind of turned into a media thing. But my old concern was that what's going on? Who are they bringing in? What are the rules and regulations as to how they're going to behave? And how is that going to affect my small town? You know, we've already got a surge. We were at 23 on September 23rd, and we're at 250 now. And so our problem was that that we just didn't know how it was going to impact our city. So I barricaded the area and asked asked whether they could, uh, how they could get into the motel. And that kind of caused a furor, but I was just trying to get an attention that, you know, we need as public officials to know what you guys are doing here. And that took about a week to kind of play out. And last Friday, we did come to an agreement. And the agreement was between the Navajo Nation and a company called PAE. That's the contractor. And the city officials, which is myself, and the city hospital, which is run by Presbyterian. It's a small 27-bed hospital. The city of Socorro runs the ambulance system in the county, and which includes Alamo. Socorro County is the largest county in the state. 
And so we had that uh, conversation with our fire chief and EMS uh, director and and my police chief because this program is a voluntary program. It's not a program that is like a prison. You just are placed in the motel for two weeks uh, if you've been exposed or positive. And if you want to leave, you can leave. And the question is, where would you leave to if you did decide after whatever time that, hey, I'm not going to spend any more time here. I can't spend two weeks here. Uh, and they would be free to leave. And I said, well, we've already got a problem trying to control the surge in our town. What's going to happen if we put another 40 or 50 people into a town that are positive? And actually, and they're not from our area. They're actually coming in from somewhere else. So that's where it started. And uh, we did come to a compromise. And we also said that, and I just got a, a piece of information about them bringing in a family of four right now this evening. That's be the first family that's going to move in so that it's transparent and they're exchanging information with us as to what's going on over there. They even have, they've even put up a temporary fence all the way around the motel. So that's, that's kind of where it's at. And newspaper got a hold of it. The, the TV people got a hold of it. And, uh, and then of course, and you know, I'm kind of a, unfortunately on Facebook all the time. And I, I kind of put my feelings on the Facebook as to what we were doing. And then of course I got a lot of negative comments. Uh, and, uh, and those are from outside. Most of the comments from the city part were all positive. 99% of them were all positive that, you know, thank you, Mayor, for trying to take care of what's going on in the city and this illness that's going around that's very uh, contagious. So I saw some of that outrage on social media, and, and there, was, there was the obvious stuff that comes out, right? The, hey, you need to resign, or hey, you need to do this, or just stuff that's, that's unwarranted or unfloated or whatever. Um, our first two calls in the first hour were asking about outrage over, like, the hotel ownership. Do you, do you have any insight on what that was about? They were, they were, there was belief that, that you are in ownership of the hotel, or maybe you're in ownership of a competitor, and there was some sort of some aggravation from oh, yeah. from social oh, yeah. media well, you know you know i'm from india so i'm also a family physician but I'm, i also own a couple of hotels so that that's the that's the profiling uh, that's fine whoever called you but uh we own a holiday Inn express and a best western and we are not making any contracts with groups to put in uh covid positive people the the person who owns the days in evidently was uh, known to the company that made this contract with them. They didn't approach me, and I'm not jealous that they did because we don't, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that's, if that's the question. Well, uh, uh, Mayor, this is, a, answer to it. Yeah. And this is Joel Luevano. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, uh, you know, and basically this is a great opportunity just to clear the air on a lot of things. Like, for one, have you ever made a bid of this nature with Navajo Nation? Who are you? Uh, my name is Joel Luevano. I'm a I'm co-hosting today. Have you ever made oh, a... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. I, I apologize, Robbie. That was... I apologize, Brad. Yeah. You got, I thought you were going to ambush me or something. No, no, oh, no. gosh, no. Uh, no, no, but, uh, no. No, no, uh, no. no, no. We have never made a bid for a contract, no. Okay, yeah, and that's the question a lot of people were having, you know, and that's why it's great that you're on the, the show today. So, um, and, oh, I mean, but, you know, this is all fatigue for me because I've gone through this for last week already. You know, it's, it's this crab mentality that you get one crab coming out of a bucket, the other crabs try to pull you back down again. And, you know, there's jealousy everywhere, but I've been mayor for 30 years and uh, gone through every bit of rumor and innuendo that i can go through so right and, i really don't have i mean i'm as transparent as they come yeah absolutely and and you know one of the things you know we're in uncharted territories we we're just talking about there's really no precedent that we know of for this type of thing um are there currently city ordinances of any kind um that that has a process for for um, doing business like this? Because I know all businesses are hurting, and, you know, hotels, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I would imagine that'd be kind of lucrative. Uh, but is there oh, yeah. any, is any oh, ordinances yeah. right now that um, that someone can go through so there isn't this there. contention in the community and they know there's a step-by-step -step process? No, no, I mean, that's a very good point. And, 
you know, speaking of hotels, I mean, we've lost a million and a half in the past six months oh, we. in our hotels compared to last year's revenue. Uh, but Buffalo Thunder, Hilton Garden Inn in Albuquerque are both hotels that are doing this. Uh, there are hotels across the country. This is kind of got to be kind of the latest thing. Yeah, and so are there city ordinances? Um... There are no city ordinances. The only thing that we could fall back on is that it's a C2 uh, zoning, mm-hmm. and C2 zoning allows for medical clinics and uh, even allows for hospitals. But my contention with the Department of Health, and I contact the Department of Health, believe me, mm-hmm. uh, is I said, you know, you guys regulate people who have babysit for five children, and they have to be accredited and certified. Here you are bringing in people who have an illness that's been documented into a motel setting. What kind of criteria do you use to allow that into the middle of town? Right. And, and uh, just a quick... I never got an answer to that. Yeah, just a quick question. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, friend. Well, and we got to grab we got to grab a news break. Uh, Robbie, did you want to stick around for one more? Or did you have to go? Oh, sure. No, no. We're I'm gonna gr- we're gonna do news real quick. When we get back, we have more with the Honorable Ravi Bosco, yeah. the Mayor of Socorro. Thank you. Ninety six three News Radio KKOB. We know that the need in our community is real, and that all charities are hurting in twenty twenty. That's why 96.3 News Radio KKOB is spending all day Wednesday raising funds for the Roadrunner Food Bank. Tune in and help us make Thanksgiving better for hungry families all over New Mexico. Brought to you by Precision Garage Doors, Beehive Homes, and by ABQIT. Fight hunger with all of us here at News Radio KKOB. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay rescue dogs, Jimmy, Coco, another Sharpay, one pug, who is Joe. I have stuck with the Dynavite for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. People remark on really how well my dogs look, what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, yep, they get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. Dynavite is nutrition. All I have to do is say dog food. It's a pandemonium. They can be half asleep, and they're up and thrilled. She just looks that bowl squeaky clean. You don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. People do ask how they get Dynavite. I tell them I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Brought to you by AbbVie. Hey guys, 2020. Ugh, right? Hopefully 2021 will be a lot better. And one way you can make sure of that is if you take care of yourself. Because as we age, we lose testosterone. That's just a fact of life. There's nothing to be ashamed of, but it can lead to some serious problems if you don't take care of it, including erectile dysfunction. Well, there's a men's health clinic right here in Albuquerque that is the leader in groundbreaking testosterone replacement ED treatments. New Male Medical Center. They can also treat your low T. That's what they're doing for me. When I was diagnosed 
with low T. We talked about all of the possible side effects of having low T, and one of them is fatigue. And since I work very early in the morning, my energy level is always important to me. They helped me. I know they can help you. My experience at New Mail was very comfortable and informative. So, guys, make your appointment today. Call 492-0778-492-0778, and the website is newmail.com. That's N-U-M-A-L-E, newmail.com. Live live from the American Home Furniture Outlet and Clearance Studio. This is New Mexico's number one radio station, 96.3 News Radio, KKOB. We're back on the program. It's BV tonight. Brandon's not here. Fred Slow, Joel Lueveneau. We're speaking with the Honorable Robbie Basker, the mayor of Socorro, New Mexico. We've been talking about this weird, what I'm going to call communicated, weirdly communicated story about hotels in Socorro and and how the city is meeting the needs of individuals with COVID-19. Robbie Basker is walking us through it. Robbie. Yeah. You had, men- you had mentioned to us earlier some of the exhaustion you were feeling from going through this whole process. Do you feel like this has been met publicly the way it should have? Do you feel like there's been an energy that was adverse to to the city's intention and goals? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I told you I'm a family physician, and, you know, I've been here for 42 years as a doctor, and I've gotten patients from Alamo. I've got patients from town. And the thing is, we've been going through this depression and fatigue for the last five months. Yeah. People dying, people getting sick, and, and certainly my heart goes out to people that, that need a place to stay when they need to be quarantined. Uh, but, you know, I consider my job as a public official to look out for the city of Socorro. And it had nothing to do with prejudice. You know, I'm from India. I mean, what the heck? I mean, they're talking about prejudice. This is, this is strictly a public health issue. I just felt the Department of Health or whoever made the contract that they were going to bring in people from out of town uh, that were positive for COVID. They should have checked with us first mm-hmm. and had an advanced team come and give us information so that they could talk to us about what kind of resources we could offer in case some of these people got sick. And, and you know, that took a week to play out. We finally had a Zoom call with, uh, with Dr. Jim, who is uh, the public health director at the Navajo Nation. And then we had you know, my hospital administrator, the police chief and the fire chief, and my city, some of the city councilors. And we kind of had a three-hour meeting and, you know, talked about why I was and we were upset. And they understood that, actually. And they said, you know, we're going to go into other towns, too, uh, in the northwest uh, part of the state. And this gives us kind of a template to use because they, they, should, have, they should have had an advanced team. And so it does wear you out to try to fight a, you know, and then I got calls from politicians, you know, from the state level and, and said, how come you're doing this? And I said, you know, you need to come down here and be in my shoes and see what's going on. Uh, and I'm just doing what I can that I think is best for my community. Uh, and we finally worked it out. The Honorable and Dr. Robbie Basker joining us. He's helped us clarify a little bit the hotel confusion situation we've seen in Socorro. The last kind of point of contention I saw, Joel, at least on social media, was about the CARES Act. A lot of people were asking about right. like funds for, like I guess, specifically hotels in Socorro, but businesses in Socorro. So, Mr. Mayor, um, how's the CARES Act impacted your community? Have you guys been able to utilize that? And if you have, how? Well, the, the city of Socorro received money from the state after... A while because Albuquerque, because it's over 500,000, already received 150 million. Well, for city problems, we received 230,000. 230, big help. It was a big help in trying to make up for the times that we, you know, we had uh, employees that used up their sick leave and their vacation because of COVID quarantine. Mm-hmm. So we were able to replenish that, and that was a very, very good thing. Doc. We received 190000 for businesses in the city that we could give uh, funds to, but they would have to fill out a very tedious form. 
And we have disseminated about 57,000 of that 190,000 so far. We have an, another request for 60,000 uh, coming up because it was broken up in, in, in time periods. The first time period, we gave out $3,000 uh, grants, uh, but they had to be vetted by us and audited by us because we're going to be responsible to the state on how we gave out the money. I think Albuquerque was able to just give out grants without a lot of paperwork. In our case, we the paperwork is pretty onerous. I mean, there was a lot of uh, businesses that said, we just can't do it. Uh, so we have about 80 businesses in town. Uh, we've done about 12 of them so far with the uh, uh, 3,000. Now we're going to change it to 6,000 per uh, uh, application. And it's been a help, but I think it, if it was if it had just been rolled out and we could have just given it out to the uh, businesses that are having trouble, mostly restaurants and, uh, you know, beauty salons, uh, hotels partially too. But uh, if we'd been able to do that, that would have been a, a lot easier way to do it. Yeah, now, know. the money that Navajo Nation is using, this is a $50 million contract to PAE. So the people that are working with the motel right now, that is not state money. That comes out of Navajo the, Nation money. The uh, Honorable so that, that, and Dr. Ravi Oscar, I'm so sorry, sir. We're at the bottom of the hour. Right. It's the news break. Thank you so very much yeah, for your time you, tonight. Sir. Quality. Thank you for bringing it up. Quality insight, quality time. Here's your news. 96.3 News Radio. We're on the flagship. It's BV tonight. Brandon's gone. Fred Slow is sitting in. For at least the next 15 minutes, my friend Joel Luevano. We just spoke at length with Ravi Bashkar, the mayor of Socorro. Had a lot of fun that one. Your texture is going crazy. Before we jump back into the story, Joel, you're a what, you're a political consultant? I guess that's what I am now. Isn't that something? 2020, you know. You ran the campaign for Alexis Johnson. Yeah, Alexis Johnson for U.S. Congress. Correct. Mm-hmm. She, so she was running in District 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is Santa Fe. Santa Fe, Rio Rancho, a little bit of Albuquerque, and then pretty much everything north, Navajo Nation, well, et cetera. Speaking of going uphill, that's what the battle was for Alexis, is Santa Fe notoriously blue. Right, right. But you guys, you had some highlights of that campaign. Yeah, we had some highlights. Uh, basically, the, the first part of the story is she was not the GOP delegate choice. Correct. Which... A lot of moderates actually liked that fact that she wasn't she wasn't picked by a room full of people. She went and got the signatures. Speaking my language. Yeah, she yeah. Went and got the signatures. She was the she was the uh, and the third person running in the primary, and she won. And she was the first non-delegate choice, to my to my understanding, my to girl. actually win. Yeah. So and so it was every time people came after us, we just went straight to the voters. Always just straight to yeah. the voters, see what they want. That's it's pretty simple stuff, actually. Talk to my hand as I talk to the voters. <laughs> right. I'm gonna, that's that's going to be the New York sign. That's that's the in if, she, if she runs again two years from now, four yeah. years from now. And so it was interesting because for both she and I it was our first ever year in politics. And that was so we no one knew who we were and where we came from. And my background was actually music. I used to manage bands to sign labels sure. and whatnot. And so then I just took a lot of that same stuff over here. But I've always had an interest in politics. So so that's why that's part of the reason why I'm here amongst other things. Five oh five two four three thirty three thirty three. Call the program. We want to know, did that that's the coral talk? Did that, did that answer your questions, listener? You knew about the story before we brought it up. I know you did. Mm-hmm. That's why we brought it up. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't accidentally kiss social media this past week. It was everywhere. No, yeah, it was a scuttlebutt, as as we say. It was. We went, rampant. and being able to sit down with Mayor Boschker and 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 the ask honorable. the honorable and ask, I mean, tremendous questions in my opinion, because these were the things that were being brought up regularly. Mm-hmm. And your investment in this was, I don't want to say greater than, but it was earlier than mine. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you got the resolution? Do you feel like the water is calmed and cleared? Uh, you know, there's just a, a lot of questions because, you know, you know, we have, uh, we're in a pandemic sure, and we have people that want to quarantine and we're using Walmart parking lots. We're using stuff that aren't zoned for, uh, coronavirus, you know, or pandemic, that, Correct. but we're doing a lot of things in emergency. And then when we, you know, 
and then you fall back onto a zoning, you know, to kind of get out of it. I just, that's the part that's kind of strange. It's like, well, what what if we would have done that with every commercial zoning? Just said you can't come here. You have COVID. You know, or 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 there's, there's you get my point. So do you I think, think do you think the execution was the strongest issue, or do you think it was the communication between Navajo Nation, the city, and this third party logistics that's assisting in all ways? PAE. I I think that there's a little bit of they they could have met in the middle a little bit. Yeah, I think there is like a. Both sides maybe were just like, well, I'm going to do it my way. And, you know, and I, the one thing that we have to step back and, you know, I know it's a Socorro issue, but really I feel personally it's a New Mexico That's issue. That's how I feel. If someone in, in Navajo Nation needs to get off Navajo Nation and get to a, a safer spot, and well, they're New Mexicans still. They should, I, don't, I don't feel I should have... I should need clearance to go to Rio Rancho from Albuquerque. You know, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of strange. You know, it's like, this is my city, you know, you can't come here, especially if I'm of a different, you know, ethnic culture. I'll just be honest. You know, you think the tribal aspect had something to do with it? Well, I think that, I think, you know, back when coronavirus started. Sure. There was, Five years ago. Yeah. That's how it feels. There was a lot of people, there's a lot of xenophobia going Chinese people. Right. Yes. You know, and so I think that's maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but we have to be really careful when you say you, we can't come to my city. You know, that's kind of, that, that's, I think that's a little, uh, uh, a little blunt. Well, I would agree completely. I, it, and this is weird because tribalism is, you know, how you identify, right? So for, for hundreds and hundreds of years, tens of, for thousands of years, People from France didn't identify as French. Mm-hmm. They identified as their tribe. They identified as their their community. They identified as their and this idea of nationalism, this idea of ownership of a municipality. This, yes, <laughs> that you're born in. That's that's newer. That is that is a weird situation to apply that at will. It only belongs in baseball. Oh, 100%. Feudalism only belongs in baseball. That's how I feel. Otherwise. I know more about the St. Louis Cardinals and the St. Louis Cardinals farm system than anyone you've ever met. Well, I, the only real divide you have in Chicago is Cubs and Sox. That, you know. That's gross. I mean, yeah. you're being gross. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's the, that's, <laughs> let's talk about baseball team people have heard about. Joel Loeveno joining us, political pundit, political consultant, former campaign manager. We're talking this story in Socorro this past week. I'm feeling pretty resolute on this thing. Like, the outrage I saw and the explanation I got, it all adds up for me. Yeah, I agree. And I think that if people want to jump off this with other questions, like, I think there's great the ask about the CARES Act. So yeah. now businesses know, like, oh, there's, what, how much was left? 150000 uh, Approximately 140000 still yeah, remaining. And I, and I still believe the counties have CARES Act, too. So not just the cities. So um, I think that... Um, People should really look into that, and maybe one thing question that comes up is there. There's a disconnect between people getting it and the government uh, dispersing it, correct? Because of the difficulties with the paperwork, does do we need to start bringing in uh, mediators or not mediators, but a middleman liaison to yeah. help these people get money? Some because sort of our, is it a grant writer of some sort to come in and help, or right. of that nature? And then and then you start thinking about the individual, right? Because um, you know, Mayor Basker said the first family of four just moved in today. So it's now the first. So this is the holidays now there. Mm-hmm. Like, so what is, what can you do at that point? Like, is there someone in the Socorro region? No room in the inn. What? No room in the inn. I see what you did there. <laughs> so is, is there, is it of the nature to where it's, there's going to be um, this organization or the PAE, are they going to, are they going to, here's Thanksgiving dinner. You know, is, is someone in Socorro going to bring it? And just so people know, this uh, is a motel. It's an exterior. And there, people aren't walking through corridors, you know, and like, just like. Oh, is that a fact? It's all outdoor entrance? It's it's all outdoor entrance. That's my understanding. So, um, so it's not, that's one of the reasons they chose it because people could just go into their rooms and there's no big gathering aspects of it. So, and with the, with the quarantine, you know, let's dive a little bit more into it. I know we had planned on cutting you loose. Can you stick around for a little bit, Joel? Um, yeah, I was. I, now I got my foot in the door. I'm not leaving. Oh my gosh! So, this is how I do things. That's that's how you get to the top, listener. Mm-hmm. Yep. You just walk all over me. <laughs> BV tonight, ninety six three News Radio KKOB. It's BV tonight, but here's the twist, listener. 
Brandon's not here. I'm Fred Slow. You're familiar with I, as I'm able to host your favorite local sports talk radio show on Saturday mornings, ABQ Central, over on the Sports Animal. Check out everything I do over there for you. TalkABQ.com. All the social media is at TalkABQ. Instagram, got that. Facebook, you know it. Twitter, give me a follow. <laughs> Mostly sports talk. I'm going to follow you on Parlor. <laughs> I, I, I seen your parlor. I don't want to submit my driver's license, <laughs> so, so, so I don't have a parlor. No, you don't need one to vote. Why should you? Hey, I, I tell you what. You know, I tell you what. <laughs> Canada says you need one to vote. Mm-hmm. And since Canada just made the Toronto Blue Jays play in Tampa. And the Toronto Raptors play in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And the Toronto Maple Leafs play in Tampa. Yeah, I see a, I see a little disdain. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of disdain in your eye right now. I, I, Canada is the Ivy League of countries. Like, they have it figured out. Mm-hmm. They're total snowbirds. Yeah, well, there, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Luebno is joining me. We're going to take you up to five till. Had a lot of fun today. Dr. Mark Domena came on, talked to us about safety during the holidays, talked about mass gatherings. He said, don't be surprised to be here knocking on the door. You're literally breaking the law. Yikes. Mm. Yikes. But he was excellent. Important topic, important moments. We shared him. Mayor Ravi Bashkar joined us. Mayor Socorro. He had an all-star show today. It's from Monday. And now Joel Luevano. The coup de gras. Who, who tricked me. The coup me. de gras. <laughs> <laughs> Took a 15-minute segment into an hour. Classic Joel mess around. This is my show now. Look <laughs> at me. <laughs> it's my show now. <laughs> GSA announced like five minutes before we went on air. Here's the transfer of power to Joe Biden. Here's how it's going to go down. And then five minutes after they announced that, Donald Trump said, I told him to do it. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. That's, that thing's still going on? It's only been three weeks. Michigan. Michigan said today, yeah, we done. Like, don't ask. Don't like, tell. Don't, yeah, we do. We're, listen. <laughs> no, they're not the Boy Scouts. Oh. <laughs> Me too military yeah oh excuse me yeah think of a lawsuit i had to sign up for yeah so passe (laughs) they said uh they say yeah we're uh we're done we uh we done counted it we're set have you been to michigan oh my gosh yes how do you feel about michigan the michigan left is confusing um i don't quite understand how it works joe you're from the midwest you familiar with the michigan left no so okay so you have to veer into the far left lane and it's like uh it's like a u-turn to go right right it's it's very confusing it's ham tramick's nice though uh do you, you know how people in michigan tell you where you're from yeah yeah they they do the hand thing the hand thing yeah. yeah i was wondering if you're upper peninsula is there a thing for that or they just whole other world up there okay you know when you look at like uh yeah, it's mini it's the mini canada kind of well, parts of it, like Toronto is south of that, no, which is no, confusing. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah. Okay. How about that? Oh, I see. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm right. I, yeah. I'm going to have to verify this on Google Maps. I, right guys, <laughs> I'm an expert in all things Toronto. I don't know if you heard me open the segment. <laughs> have you been to Toronto? Of course not. <laughs> that explains your Justin Bieber t-shirt. Same size, too. I would, you're about six. You're about six seven. His and you're wearing Justin Bieber's shirt that he threw at you in the crowd. Note that I'm not going to Google here. His pastor just arrested on multiple accounts of weird stuff. Are you serious? His, Google this. I'm not googling it. Current pastor. Yeah, his current like religious influence. Religious the advisor. The one that just got a divorce. Yes. For getting caught cheating on his wife. Weird stuff. Okay. And if I'm not correct, I meant to say allegedly. Allegedly. That's what I meant. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. 
505-243-3333. We're closing out the program with Joel Loeveno. Just three minutes before we leave you to your thoughts and family. Sorry, listener. Be back tomorrow night, though. I'm getting a lot of texts from people listening. We're on the flagship. Yeah, this is this is the big show. How lucky are we to be in a position to help so many others? Yeah. You feel good about Socorro now? You can sleep better? I do, yeah. I do, too. You know, and I, I feel that we've asked a lot of questions that if yeah. people choose to, they can jump off of. Correct. So our work is done. And you know that my nemesis in life is social media outrage. <laughs> There is nothing I no, hate more. Are, are you against faux outrage or actual social media outrage? Or how do you classify it? <laughs> there are two Most thi- of it is faux. It's faux, isn't it? It is. And mm. the same people that have faux social media outrage are the people that are really upset when TV shows get canceled. Oh, yeah. Or someone, <laughs> or someone a spoiler for a TV show on social media. There is a two-week rule. If you talk to me right now about the Animaniacs on Hulu, I'll shut off your microphone and I'll ask you to leave. Because I haven't watched it yet. First episode, just so you know. See, the Undertaker retired last night at Summer or at Survivor Series. Yeah, you don't hear me talking about that yet. No thanks. Not going to ruin it. I haven't it. watched it yet. I'll give you my password if you need it. Uh, please. <laughs> yeah, can you give it to me real quick? I yeah, want to share. It with let me you. put it on friends. air. We text that over. Just with. say it on air. See how many people log in. Fred from the Red Team at Yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Don't send an email to that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'll check it. It's his parlor username, actually. Have you made the jump to parlor? I downloaded it. I have it. Uh, I did. You know, and um, to be honest, I'm not against the concept. It's just not a good app. It's well, just, the app funky. is weak. I'll agree completely. It's about to have a big infusion of money. They'll make those improvements. And you can't DM people, and that's the whole thing in social media. I want to DM people, you know, talk crap or hide my real thoughts. You know I love Democrats, and I love Republicans, and I love conservatives, and I love liberals. How do you feel about libertarians, though? Love them. That's not what you said yesterday. Love them. Go ahead. Here's who I got a problem with. The radicalized. Oh, that, that's who I got a problem with. All sides. All, oh, my gosh. Yeah, both sides. Mm-hmm. Every side. All four sides. You know, you know, it's like it's funny with the mask thing. It's like the there's people like it's your freedom to not wear a mask. I'm like, well, can I wear a mask? Is that my freedom too? <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> and the thing that fires me up so much about the radicalized is, hey, we can't go to what's a good Fox News. Fox News is they're compromised. They're wolf and sheep. Tucker Carlson made fun of Sydney, so I I hate that. Well, here's the thing. You've been so radicalized that you need to even go to a further news source to continue your radicalization. I, I agree. There's there's some projection with media. If yes. it doesn't project what you want, then it's it's hard to digest sometimes, right? But we, I think, all sides, all radical sides. That's not, you know. So all, Joel Oveno says all sides matter. All sides <laughs> do not matter. That's what I'm. <laughs> Jeff, you were tremendous tonight. Joel, any thank final you, words? Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to BV tonight. Good job, everyone. GG. 96.3 News Radio KKOB.